The Spanish Announce Table. It is episode 394 of the Spanish Announce Table. Some professional broadcast editions here. Uh, talking about pro wrestling, Tom, we had a SummerSlam. We had an AEW Dynamite, and those two things alone are enough to be entertaining. But we also had a retirement match, which we get a lot of those in wrestling. But this, I would hope, was real in Ric Flair's retirement match. Ric Flair's last match, as it was branded. Uh, so we're going to talk about a bunch of those things. Um, Tom, man, what's up with you? Look at us. Look at us here on the on the live stream. This is like the uh, the golf version of the Spanish announce table. This is like when we used to work at the radio station. Yeah, this is like, like the golf golf version. Well, I worked at the radio station. You worked somewhere else, but you would come from work, and we were both mm-hmm, up in some collared like shirts when nobody could see us. Yeah. And then when people could see us, we were barely wearing you know T-shirts up in this thing. <laughs> Yep, that's how it happens. But hey, yeah. we are doing great. We have a little bit of su- some surprise news later on in the episode, so stay tuned for that. It's really just for us, but we think we're going to give you guys some great content along with the news. Um, so stay tuned for that. But yeah, like you said, uh, we did, because our curiosity got the best of us, watched a little SummerSlam, saw a little retirement match. And then we got to the good stuff, AEW Dynamite, which this episode, we'll talk about it again here in just a couple moments, I thought was very good. Liked it a lot. Uh, so yeah, let's yeah. before we get into that, let's talk about the bigger show as far as uh, attractions go. Uh, the second biggest show in WWE, SummerSlam. SummerSlam. We this past say, Saturday. We used happened to this say. Happened this past Saturday. It did. It did happen this past Saturday, which was interesting. Not Sunday. Yeah. We used to say WrestleMania is when they do for the for the public and SummerSlam is when they do for us and that's not anymore. I mean, I don't Okay, think so, so let's let Well, Tim, I mean, I, I think you. us have gone elsewhere. Right. They, true. they just do all WWE for those people. WWE. Yeah. yeah. So, Tim, I want your feedback first. What mm-hmm. did you think of SummerSlam 2022? I thought SummerSlam was not a terrible show in in when it's all said and done, I also encourage everybody watching right now. By the way, if you're listening on the podcast, we do this live. We air it simul streaming on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Uh, find all the socials on SpanishAnnounceTable.net, but we do them live Thursday nights. So chat with us if you're watching live right now. Get on whatever you're on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Join the chat rooms, make some friends, talk to us, and we'll uh, talk with you live as we do it. But SummerSlam. So, I mean, Everybody says, "Hey, Triple H is in charge. We're gonna get, we're gonna get this. Like he's gonna make a big splash. He's gonna do something." But then we also get reports saying, "Like, hey, they're gonna carry out Vince's last things," which mm-hmm. makes more sense. WWE is a large circus machine, right? No matter who takes over, isn't like, "All right, let's put the brakes on this and completely redo everything." It would just be the right. biggest headache logistically that you could ever do, especially for something to scale size of SummerSlam. So I wasn't expecting craziness. I think what we saw is some things light things, right? The commentators weren't handcuffed in what they had to say, right? Mm -hmm. Promos seem a little less fully scripted, right? Right. Um, So those are the things, though, that I think are good because those are going to allow for cooler moments down the road. But I didn't see anything here that made me go like, oh, my God. The main event obviously had something that's never been done before-ish. More on that later. 
but yeah. What are your so, thoughts on it? So I thought it was fine, but I think a lot of the feedback that I'm seeing online and talking to other pro wrestling fans, you know, in the area and, you know, amongst the wild, right. Is that this was so great. Triple H is now in charge. The future is bright. And to me, I thought it was the same show yeah, nothing as, was different. as WrestleMania. Nothing was different. He, I, if I would have seen this and thought Vince McMahon all the way, all yeah, the way. you had a tractor, which again is is unique. But if we look at the results, we got Bianca beating Becky, which happened at WrestleMania. We got Roman beating Brock, that happened at WrestleMania. We had the Usos beating the Street Profits, that's happened every single time. And so it was just like, I understand the optimism. And there is something to to be said about that, right? Is, hey, let's give this a shot. It's under new management. But I think also what needs to be in your mind as you're watching it is like, be a little bit real with yourself. Don't just love it because it's Triple H is doing it and not Vince. Like the Street Profits lost to the Usos under Triple H, just as they did under Vince McMahon. And like, it was the same thing. So don't, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't like the jump to conclusion of it was so much better because triple H was back there, which again, none of us are back there, by the way, we don't know if it's Bruce Pritchard sitting in that seat, making their shots and triple H is just talking to talent backstage, right? We have yeah. no idea how it's going down. So that's one thing where it's like, please pump the brakes, Tony Stewart, like bring it in because we don't know what's happening so it's weird to get so that look at triple H's fingerprints are all over it. And it's like, well, where, where, because, you know, we'll talk about some of the highlights, but let's just talk about the first yeah. one, Bianca and Becky kick off the show. And we're not going to go through the whole, whole night, but let's talk about the first one. Right. Bianca and uh, Becky kick off the show. They have a very good match. Tim, you and I both say, match. Right. And you and I both say the moves don't matter, but they told a good story with the wrestling match. It's mm-hmm. fine. Becky, also, Becky yeah. Lynch dislocated her shoulder. And that's very tough. Good for her. Again, I still think we need to get the, the toughness out of pro wrestling. Like it's okay to stop things and pivot. Be original with your storytelling. Right. But Bianca wins, right? Becky loses as it's kind of been since the start of the year. And then the big first surprise happens. And this is where I thought people got excited and I didn't understand it. So Bailey walks out. Hey, Bailey's back from injury. Okay. And then the big kind of surprise Dakota sky and then EO sky, not EO Shirai anymore. It's EO sky walk out. First thing that I thought, Tim, let me know what you thought. First thing I thought when I saw them is this feels like Paige with the Kabuki Warriors, right? Yeah. It feels like a veteran with two people who aren't strong promos. So we're going to hide behind Bailey and see what happens. Now, again, Paige couldn't wrestle. So there's a little bit dynamic difference. But as far as like meshing of the group, kind of felt like that. And then this was my biggest problem. So the three of them are out there. They're ass kickers. They're going to make their debut at SummerSlam, make an iconic moment. So they gather at the halfway point of the entrance and they walk down. Oh, goodness. Everyone better get ready because 
hellfire and brimstone is coming with these three ladies and they get in the ring and bianca's like i'm a fighting champion like let's see what happens and then one arm becky comes in and is like what's up and the three of them just walk back so that's your debut walking you walked once into the ring to just walk out if vince mcmahon's in charge we're talking about how that was stupid Mm -hmm. but because it's two nxt people getting called to the main roster triple h did so great oh my god it's so gonna be so cool it's like what right what did you think of that part i mean i agree with exactly that i i don't hate bailey she's also i i I, I put her above someone like Sasha Banks where we're like, hey, look, she's fine, but not the most amazing like everybody says. And I think Bailey's better than most and has had spots of, of really great things. So I, the jury's out. It still looked to me from the swagger and the walk that we're still getting Karen Becky, if that makes uh-huh. sense. Yep. Um, or Bailey, excuse me, Karen Bailey. Um, mm-hmm. So I just worry because the same thing, right? Like Dakota Kai – fine as well like nothing has ever stuck out to me there either and with eo sky now not eo shirai um wwe has never done well with the language barrier right so i just don't know that we're gonna it feels like this yeah it feels like cm punk's nexus right it feels Mm -hmm. like yeah just all those things so i just i'm not really behind it um we did get a tweet the table on this one so reminder to everybody if you follow us on twitter you can use hashtag tweet the table uh tom lives live tweets during the Dynamite, the Rampage often, some of these pay-per-views. He did it through SummerSlam, if I'm not mistaken. I did. That is correct. Yep. So, we got a discussion of this from our good friend at Mr. Fourth Row. Says, I want to know what Bailey has in all those pockets and if she has a piece of gum I can have. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah. A I mean, lot of that? pockets. 14 pockets? It felt like a There's a, some weed outfit. in some of those pockets, right? I mean, I hope so. If coming out, coming off of injury, right? Like your body is probably not a hundred percent yet. Yep. Now again, there was a weed and a lighter in the other pocket. So we got two of them. Yeah. So again, uh, they just walked to walk back. So there was no physicality, but you never know. Right. Um, she could have had a shank up in one of them pockets. Her outfit made me think it was straight out of 1997. Yeah. Like it felt like a late nineties in sync, Britney like Spears TLC. kind of outfit. Yeah. TLC, all of that. Yeah. And that's what she looked like to me yeah. as far as the outfit. And yeah, Cost she had a million T-boss. pockets. Yeah, there it is. So, but again, Tim, like, as we're talking about this, I'm still, I just, I just, I, I, I don't hashtag tweet the table, explain it to me. Or when we post this video, uh, explain it to me in the comments, but like, it's three on two. I would almost understand the walk back if it was Bianca, Becky, and then let's just say um, Liv Morgan. Well, she's the champion, but let's just say a returning Charlotte then comes in and it's three on three. The three of them go like, hey, okay, okay, we're going to walk back. But like you still had the numbers advantage and then one of them only has one arm. So what did you do? Yeah, and they were and both again, gassed, like yeah. gassed. Sweat. And again, if if Vince is in charge, the commentary and feedback is, oh, God. So now they don't even make him look strong. They just have him walk out just to walk back. They're not going to – Vince is going to bury him in three weeks. But if Triple H does it, which we have no idea how he is going to book on the main roster. That's Remember that. 
um, this is the best because the two of them came from NXT. I just don't understand why we're changing our opinion collectively in this community because it makes zero sense to me. But people loved it. I thought it was fun. (laughs) People loved it. Yep. All right. We moved on. We got Logan Paul versus The Miz. We do have um, at Theo75 on the Twitter join in said, this match would have ended by Maurice punching Logan Paul with a pair of brass knuckles. Hashtag tweet the table. Um, I mean, hey, look, Logan Paul, I've been pleasantly surprised with. I didn't think he was going to be terrible. Like, we knew he was an athlete, but I knew, like, I think we understood, like, oh, he's got the demeanor and the showmanship. So, you know, and of course, Miz is a grizzled veteran at this point and knows how to make people look good. They always throw him in these things, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. And yet again, it was the same kind of rinse repeat where instead of Logan Paul, it was bad bunny, but Miz wrestles the celebrity and we're so shocked that the celebrity can practice one thing and do it. Well, yeah, guys, this, this guy boxed Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. How are you not shocked? Well, that he just, can't he do has a the build squash. of like a fucking NFL safety. Like, of course, of course he's going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, but like, of course he can do the moves. Him. And that's why the moves don't matter. Exactly. <laughs> tell me, tell me what the story was besides Miz was jealous of Logan Paul. So then Logan Paul was going to fight Hold him because he didn't like, because he, because he got turned on at whatever that pay-per-view was last. Like, and again, maybe that's a Vince call. And so we're moving past it and we're going to see what Logan Paul does next. But as always, you got to tell me the story. Mm-hmm. I do not care that athletes can jump and punch well, and kick. In similar fashion, we got for the United States Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Theory. And in traditional WWE, Vince McMahon-led fashion, the Money in the Bank winner gets his ass beat. I mean, you know, it wasn't a squash, but I mean... You know, it's a meaningless match now, right? And we just yeah. that theory's gonna lose every match from now until three months from now when he comes out mm-hmm. and either cashes in successfully or doesn't. Yeah. I just this was fine. It was a good, it was okay. Yeah. It happened. Um yeah, so it was good. Whatever. Yeah, right. Bobby Lashley, I think, is still uh just not- and well, he's in no man's land because MVP is what made the machine cool and watchable if it's just a machine they really fumbled that hurt business oh goodness so bad so bad so bad um and so they decided to try the judgment day instead versus the mysterios and a no disqualification and we get edge back but it's it's good evil edge right well but so here's here's another thing that caught my eye with SummerSlam is tell me how you felt about this but i thought the staging looked cheap it was just black drape so then when edge comes out of stairs the stairs are just in the middle all of a sudden so who put the stairs there right and then he just walks up them to walk down like is this the dog agility show where you have to walk up those things why did he have to walk down the stairs like what was that supposed to mean yeah it made again the staging just looked uh, not it, to it WWE looked early. It looked like mid nineties WWE yeah. SummerSlam going on. Yeah, exactly. I was expecting Sid and HBK to walk out, not uh, theory and, you know, AJ styles, yeah. but yeah. So the, so immediately to me, I said, who put the stairs there? Like that was my first reaction is why are the stairs there? And I get it. Spooky edge. He's so a let's vampire say it's or whatever. World though, right? Like I'm a competitor. 
and then music and lights and stairs. I'm like, I'm like real evil spooky guy who went to the process of like finding the head of production and, and getting stairs bought and purchased and moved in place. And like, I just, I don't like nobody thinking yeah. when they're watching the show or are they just all dead to the world watching the show? <laughs> I don't know. It, yeah. So it was fine. It happened. There it was. Edge is back. Mysterios keep doing their thing. Judgment Day is doing their thing. It happened. Yeah. Uh, Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin. I don't think anybody expected five-star classic out of this. I think we knew what we were going to get. McAfee shows that he still can move around. Gets to this pit, had a better slap yeah. Happy Corbin, you know? Now, this had a better story than yeah. the Logan Paul Miz, right, in my opinion. Uh, so I was I was a little bit more invested in this than I was the other celebrity match, but okay, that's where again like oh my god this is a, this is one of the better SummerSlams of all time really like yeah what do we do from here what yeah. I mean were we all that excited for Pat McAfee versus Happy Corbin it was fine it was a SmackDown match that's how I felt about it. It's a good SmackDown it was. match. I mean, can we get done with the happy Corbin? Like, Corbin is too good for this. Well, yeah, we'll see. It's Hopefully, the, you know, a lot of things that we're saying, let's have Triple H fix. Uh, Corbin's one of them because whatever he purgatory he's in, it makes zero sense, and I don't like any of it. None of yeah, it. He's one of the better performers they got on that roster. Oh, he gets he's... heat from everyone. Yeah. I mean, he's such a Oh, I feel if you turn him loose in person. the right scenarios, he's going to get Vicky Guerrero heat. Exactly. You want like you look at that guy, and this is no offense to him if he's watching, which I know he is, but like he's got it. Like, man, I'd like to punch that guy in the face. <laughs> look to him, you know what I mean? Like, like why is that guy yeah, he, fucking gonna be rich and famous, right? You're like, oh yeah. <laughs> he definitely has the vibe of someone that you kind of secretly hopes they fail. Right. You're like I, I hope you get fired. Right. But what? <laughs> yeah, it's mean. Yeah. You don't like that. You feel that way. But look at that asshole. Yeah. Like that. You know, it's one of those guys. Have you fucking seen this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, please do the show, Corbin. Yeah, hey, <laughs> we, come we on. Love you. Kansas City. Kansas right, City. Uh, <laughs> one of these days, there's going to be some wrestler that's going to be like, oh, no, I know who you are. <laughs> and yes, Good. I will do the show in person. <laughs> Let's do it live. T- Let's do it live. Yeah. I'm coming to your house. <laughs> I'll take a black eye for the show. Let's do yeah. it. Rank yeah. for those. I don't Let's care. Let's do it. Let's get on. 100,000. Yeah. Let's, Let's go get viral. World star. Yeah. All right, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. The Usos cleanly defeat the Street Profits. I mean, they're heels. Again, you know, they do heel stuff throughout the match, but, like. This was the same rinse repeat to me. Like, Yeah, especially okay. you get us. Their whole sh- thing was Street Profits was, man, this is like, we can't seem to get over this hump. Whatever. And they get a special guest referee even, right, who's supposed to secure the match free from shenanigans and just like I, I don't I can't believe that they unequivocally wanted to say like there's no doubt the Usos are on a level above the Street Profits. It's weird to me. Yeah, very. Mm-hmm. I yeah I th- I think they're gonna break up the Street Profits, which seems silly, but this this again was just fine, fine. Rinse repeat. That's what I'm gonna call SummerSlam 2022. Rinse repeat because so much of this stuff was things we already seen yeah. before. Riddle and Seth Rollins brawled. I mean, you know, that story's... That's fine. Yeah. SmackDown Women's Championship. This got weird. Uh, this isn't good. Morgan Ronda Rousey. Yeah. 
wasn't good. Rwanda, get, I mean, bye. Let's end this experiment. I, I, you don't seem, Rhonda, that you're in this really, right? You seem very, let's just get to the next thing so I can get a paycheck. And Liv Morgan, to her credit, she's fun. She seems likable. I personally am not invested into her character because I'm 36 and old and she's 20 something, but acts like a 12 year old. And that's just not what I like. Right. Like it's fine. Some people love her. Obviously some women are dressing like her in the crowd and have signs. So by all means, wrestling's big enough to where we can all be here. But for me, it's not, it's not my thing. She's fine, but not for me. Yeah. 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 I just, this whole, the Liv Morgan thing, and I don't know how it was supposed to come off and it didn't, the timing didn't happen right. Or they wanted it to be where Liv tapped slightly before the pinfall. It felt like it was supposed to be at the same time though, mm-hmm. but the commentators leaned into the part that like, no, nah, it, this should have went to Rhonda. Right. Which to me is, I you've got the face sneaking one over on Rhonda, which is fine when like someone's been a bully. Right. And then they get over on the bully, but like, I don't feel like that's exactly been happening here. Right. I don't know. Well, to me, it wasn't as if the, the baby face was doing something dastardly. It just went in their favor and they just didn't call it out. Right. She could have said, Hey, I looked at the replay. I actually tapped before the three count. So Rhonda should win. She just did the, okay. I'll take that victory and move on. And then Rhonda gets suspended, which again, just don't come back. How about that? Don't you have a new kid? Spend time with that kid. Go there. Have more fun with Travis Brown. There you go, Rhonda. Just, I don't know. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. The Undisputed. WWE Universal Championship on the line for the last time ever. Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar in a last man standing match. And I mean, as far as this match goes, this was entertaining, right? Like they did their spots. The tractor thing was unique, albeit Um, everybody wants to say, I've never seen anything like this. Yes, we have. We've seen wrestlers drive vehicles into the thing and cause a ruckus. Yes, nobody has lifted the ring with a tractor, but that is not so far from somebody brings a beer truck in and hoses everybody down, right? Like, right. it's not much different than somebody brings a forklift in and holds somebody down in a fucking, like, it's not that different. Yeah. Here's my, here's my takeaway from the match. It was fun. It was enjoyable. I would show it to casual fans as far as look at this spectacle. I think you're going to have fun because I did. Then you put on your critical glasses And things don't make sense. So one, this is the fourth time in a row that Roman Reigns has beat Brock Lesnar. So stop. Right. Stop, 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 stop. We're done. Four times in a row, Roman Reigns has beat Brock Lesnar. And then second, and this is just splitting hairs, but it didn't make sense why Brock Lesnar lost and this is why Brock Lesnar gets buried underneath a table I think it was the announce table right but as he's 
getting buried. They're still throwing things. They're throwing chairs and then they're throwing another table. The referee is counting one, two, and Roman continues to throw things. The rules of the last man standing match, as it's always been in the history of WWE last man standing matches, is you incapacitate your opponent to where they fall down, you step away, they count to 10, the match is over. Because if we're going to go with the logic that they just told us, which again, Triple H is in charge. Hey guys, Triple H is in charge. So by his logic, if he booked this, I would just do a Luthez press and punch you in the head until the ref counts to 10. And then I just won the last man standing match. It makes zero sense why people would still be throwing things and like touching the person that you're saying can't stand up. Well, no shit. They can't stand up. You're still throwing things at them. Like, yeah. To me, no and we've seen that, that a couple times before where like, the last man standing is is lost because somebody had a bunch of stuff thrown on him. And I, I've always hated that. It's like, why would that be allowed? Why wouldn't the ref be like, I'm not counting that? Well, my thing is, is if you're going to bury him, okay, but then step away. Yeah. Step away and stop throwing this stuff. But if you're going to continue, then the person can't fight over the continuous debris that you're throwing yeah. at them. Like, the logic doesn't make sense. And yeah. so, yes, the, the tractor was fun. Brock Lesnar seemed to have the time of his life. He seemed to really love this. Yeah. Roman Reigns seemed to have fun. Paul Heyman got F5'd. All the fun things happen. Another detail that, again, logically doesn't make sense is Austin Theory 100% cashed in. I don't give a shit. He did. Because when he goes and he says, here's my money in the bank briefcase, I'm cashing in. And the referee acknowledges it and says, okay, cool. We're going to do it. It doesn't matter. That a but like yeah. all parties agreed that this was gonna happen, so it happened. Right. Like you can't just be like, well, no, it didn't, no, because you got it five or yeah, yeah they love to do that. Like, they love it. It's that. so silly. That's so uh, silly. Another aspect of this, and by the way, Katie First Lady chimed in with a hashtag tweet the table says Brock does have a history of destroying rings. Hashtag SummerSlam, hashtag tweet the table. And uh that's fine, but I did see a meme where it showed like, you know, where you can see the whole ring lifted up and it said, Imagine paying hundreds if not mm-hmm. thousands of dollars for front row seats and looking at the underside of the ring for most of the main event, I would be kind of pissed. I would be and pretty pissed. By the way, on uh, the YouTube chat, local celebrity, well, not local, but international celebrity, international. Adam Pearson. Yeah. Inter- Worldwide. International. Mr. Mr. Worldwide, as yes. we like to call him here. Adam Pearson said, yes, it is the fourth time. But this one had a tractor. (laughs) And yes, that's what you got to love tractors. That's what I responded with. Like I said, I would show this to any casual fan. They're not going to get into the weeds like I do and think about logically. None of this really makes sense. But it was a fun spectacle. We're going to remember just like Brock Lesnar, big show, collapsing the ring with the superplex that Brock Lesnar fucking lifted up a tractor ring with a tractor. That's when people are like, this has never been done before. Like we've seen the ring destroyed several times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. I, I get it. Like, yes, it's new, but it's not never before been done ever. Like, sure. The, the aspect that makes it Ish. the most fun, right? The, the aspect that makes it the most fun is that it was Brock Lesnar doing it. And as we all know, Brock Lesnar plays by his own rules. So it doesn't mean like 
he could have kept on lifting because hey, this seems fun to me. Like the well, best part, it of- kind of felt like he was trying to lift the whole time and accidentally shoved it near the damn yeah. uh, announcer table for a second. And then he was like, oh, oh oops, oops, wrong yeah. lever. <laughs> Let me try that again. The, the greatest aspect of Brock Lesnar this second time around since he's came back from the UFC, especially since he destroyed John Cena at the SummerSlam a few years ago, is that like Brock Lesnar is unhinged and does what he wants. And we're even breaking kayfabe and he still might do what he wants, right? Like the 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 script might say Brock Lesnar's losing tonight, but you know what? He isn't because he's Brock Lesnar. And that's why you watch. You remember some of the moments, like when he elbowed the shit out of Randy Orton's head and just made it bleed at, at SummerSlam for just no apparent reason, right? He just, I got done with the UFC fight. This is my first wrestling yeah. match. You're getting it too. It was the Randy Orton to just be like, all right, fine, 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 yeah, fine, this fine. Sucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, could have really hurt him. Yeah. I mean, probably gave him a concussion, but right. yeah, that sucked. And so like, that's the part of, the tractor that was being used, it was Brock Lesnar using it. Because if you said Austin Theory is going to use the tractor, it still would have been fun. But you're like, they went through this a few times. They know this beat by beat. Yeah, they probably never <laughs> even showed Brock once. He was like, I know how to fucking work this tractor. Exactly. Like, well, He's okay, like, I'm sure, a yeah, boy. You're fine, friends. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Like, you I think live- I don't know how to work this tractor? No, no, no. I, I didn't say farm. that. I didn't say that. Yeah. So, no, no. Yeah. I live on a farm and I do this every day. Okay, okay, okay. And then Brock's like, hey, yeah. Undertaker. I've never done this Slaughter before. my cows with a pocket knife, you little bitch. Yeah. But then can't you see that happening? As he says, he puts on this front, like, I'm a country boy. I've done this before. And then yeah. when everything's done in the shadows, he goes, I've never done this. Yeah, I've never done this. Um, Adam Pearson in the chat again says, hasn't Brock used vehicles before too? He used a forklift in a street or stretcher match against Big Show in 2003, I think. I think that's the thing I was referencing earlier. I didn't realize that was Brock. There it is. My favorite... Here we go. Quick, uh, quick sidebar. My favorite Brock Lesnar uses something other than wrestling moves in WWE history is when he was feuding with Seth Rollins the first time around and he ripped off that door on what I thought was a, what I think is a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. But, and he just chucked, chucked it. it into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I don't think he realized. What... I don't think anybody, including Brock Lesnar, understood how far <laughs> Brock Lesnar could throw a car door. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i'm talking about brock lesnar probably never even brock considered lesnar. the fact that like i might fling this hard enough to hit a motherfucker in the fourth row shout out mr fourth row um watch your head when brock lesnar's around because fucking lighting rig might come your way man yeah like that's what i'm saying like that's the most fun about brock lesnar the second time it's like around. a fucking so morbid it. version of gallagher over here <laughs> <laughs> so, so that yeah, was that summer was slam summer. right yeah yeah it was fine look wasn't the worst SummerSlam I've seen. No. Nowhere close to the best. Right. Nowhere But close in recent best. memory, we've had things that are on par with this same show that Vince McMahon booked. So let's, again, let's just not get overwhelmed with, it was Triple H, and the future so bright. Look at what we get. <laughs> something Rick, or something Vince McMahon thought he booked was Ric Flair's last match. But in fact, he did not, because 20 years later, we got Ric Flair's last match. I don't know how fucking long ago it was. It was a bit. But... It was 2008. God ah, damn. It was 2008 so, was his, you know, almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're getting there. But Tim, I want to I want to mm-hmm. correct you on a fact here. Um, this wasn't Ric Flair. Remember, this is the pacemaker 
Ric Flair. So this is a different character altogether. Guy has a pacemaker now, right? The whole match. I didn't watch everything, but I saw some highlights yeah. throughout Twitter and stuff like that. The whole thing was predicated on, is he going to die? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. That's all we did with Ric Flair. We had a tag match where he walked in and everyone held their breath and said, like, yeah, pacemaker work. I mean, and like, then it was over. And hear me out. Like, I get it. If anybody in professional wrestling history is allowed to say, nah, I don't give a shit that I'm past my prime. I don't care. I am going to say this is my last match. I'm declaring it. And we say, sure, it's Ric Flair, right? Like, I don't know who else you would argue deserve that if one person deserved it that it, anybody more than rick flair right so fine to me it was like really we came up with jeff jarrett and jay lethal <laughs> and then it was just like a tag match and it just i so again i wasn't super interested i feel like I, again I, I don't think it showed me anything that i haven't ever seen in 500 rick flair matches and with technology the way it is today i don't need rick flair's last match because i've got rick flair's matches in perpetuity mm-hmm. i don't it's not hard to find. So it's almost that kind of thing where like, maybe you don't want to see the casket open at the funeral because you don't want to remember that vision last, right? Not to sound rude or, or morbid or anything, but it's just kind of like, ah, you know, it's the same yeah. Ric Flair, but older. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's rude. Before I, yeah. Before, well, you're not lying though. Before uh, I kind of jump in with my thoughts, I did want to go back to the YouTube chat. The Broken Tables podcast said, what's up, fellas? Great show name. Thank you. Nice. Uh, the kid in the background is awesome, which, again, if you're watching the podcast on YouTube Where is this? Where or are you Twitter, this? Uh, on the YouTube uh, comments. Oh, okay. So, And then Adam Pearson says, Jesus oh, yeah. Christ, Ric Flair's last match was so bad. <laughs> Sean Rossap and Billy Batty? Had more action than Flair. I don't know if I said that second yeah, name right. Probably did because I'm awesome. But yeah. yeah. So here's my thoughts. So good. Thanks for the comments. We're going to keep reading them <laughs> as you give them because this is what we like to do is interact yeah. with you. Like I said, this podcast is wholly based around coming to the bar. Love this kid, by sitting the way. Down, yeah. Coming down, sitting down, talking wrestling. That's all we do here. That's what we want to do with you. Talk wrestling either through hashtag tweet the table, Twitter, or on the live chats. Teams. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Be our friend. This is what, That's what we want. Exactly. We want friends. So this is what I'll say about the Ric Flair match. It feels a lot like. feels a lot like CM Punk in the UFC mm-hmm. where it's, Hey, I want to do this and I'm probably not fit to do it. But then again, who am I? Thomas, Tom, T-Mac, whatever you want to call me. Who am I to tell you don't do something you love. Right. And so. I completely understand it. And aging is a bitch. I just went to the doctor and got a physical. My body is fucked, right? And it's going to be bad that I can't do jujitsu as much as I want or boxing as much as I want, but I'm still going to go to the classes, right? That's what I want to do. And so for someone like Ric Flair, who is at the height of the height of pro wrestling when he was in his peak, I get that it's like, I don't want to stop this. And that's all totally understandable and reasonable, right? Like I'm not hating on him, but just like CM Punk in the UFC issue I have isn't with the person it's with the surrounding parties who 
in their right mind, let this happen. Look, we give Conrad Thompson all the praise in the world. Great podcast, great podcast. You do research, you ask questions. That's so neat. But yet, to all to the best of my knowledge, he was the promoter of this, where he put a 73-year-old man with a pacemaker in the ring. And we got lucky, nothing happened. I can't believe, yeah, nobody insured this, right? Like this was I, Conrad was taking all the liability on this. He had to have, but like even more so. I know that I work for the Kansas State Athletic Commission. So when Monday Night Raw, AEW, whatever yeah, it is. Where was this done? Was this comes, in North Carolina or something? Probably. But when they come to uh, the great state of Kansas, we regulate those matches. We make sure everyone's tested for the diseases and all the things. And, and, we make sure and whatnot. Yeah, we, all the stuff, right? Right. So then that raises another question of like, who passed this? Yeah. Who passed this? Because again, I don't want I don't want anyone to listen to this to take away that I hated what Ric Flair did because I completely empathize and understand what he feels as I start to age and father time is taking me, right? But man, we really need to examine the people around Ric Flair and if they're just yes men taking his money or if they have his best interest at heart, because we got lucky with this one, but if something would have happened, then what are we saying on this podcast episode? That pacemaker fails. What happens then? Right. We don't need to be doing this for a paycheck. Like stop, stop. Yeah, I agree. Well, maybe we did stop. It was the last match. I right? sure hope so. Let's I slow sure it down, Ryan so. Dunn. So, yep. Let's talk about, Last night's AEW Dynamite, mm-hmm. where there were some old people doing some wrestling matches, but it seemed there like they're in a little bit better condition. Yeah. <laughs> but we had AEW Dynamite and we kicked it off with a match that somewhat surprised me. Uh, so, match one of the night uh, kicked off with Orange Cassidy taking on Jay Lethal. And Jay Lethal gets the victory. But before we get into the details, what did you think of the first match of the night? Loved it, man. Orange Cassidy is so fun. Um, and he, and he's, he's just hitting on all cylinders every time I see him lately. In fact, we've got a tweet the table about it. Reminder, use hashtag tweet the table throughout the week. Whenever you're watching wrestling, whenever you're thinking about wrestling, if you're taking shit, I don't care. Use it. Hashtag tweet the table. Tell us your wrestling thoughts. We'll read them right here. Like at Devil Vamp says, Orange Cassidy is just on a next level. The guy knows how to get reactions from the crowd. Hashtag tweet the table. And yeah, man, he just, he has me out of the palm of his hand. And mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. And I love this match. He knows how to pull the levers that are needed, right? When it's time to get all the flips and shits in with Pac, he knows what to do. When he knows, hey, people kind of aren't reacting, so let's get some O's, he does the slow kicks on his opponent, right? He knows this formula of Orange Cassidy. This is probably the peak of what he can do in a wrestling match where, Hey, crowd's a little, uh, little down. Let's get him doing the cheers. Hey, crowd's tired of the comedy. Let's get a little serious. Here's some big moves. I liked it all. My favorite part of the match though, had nothing to do with orange Cassidy or Jay lethal. It was the best friends <laughs> doing the kid in the like rated R movie yeah. sitting on the shoulder. Yes. The, the stacked tall man routine. Now so this fun. wasn't the 
Yeah, this wasn't them like sneaking into it anywhere. It was them trying to match the height of uh Satnam Singh, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. And Singh, to his credit, played it well too. It was like, like guys, you fucking dorks. We know what's happening here, <laughs> yeah. right? And best friends are, what are you talking yeah, about? Right. <laughs> it was so good. Well, I love that that Taz was like. He was like, boy, Trent's got a weird midsection crotch area. And the other announcers are just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Taz was great all night. I oh, liked yeah. him a lot. Taz had uh, some great one-liners. We're going to have to start doing sounds again if Taz is going to be regular commentary. I know definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. Now, here's the first example. And I sent this to you, uh, I think, in a message, direct message uh, after the episode. But we're going to turn it to a little bit of a negative. And I'm going to really get into it a little bit later. But this was the first strike one, in my opinion, of AEW bad production. That's what we need, Tim. We need like a big stamp that says AEW bad production. Right? Like Mm. when we're starting this segment. Because, guys. Exactly. But like we saw trent and chuck get into the position and put the coat on and i understand it's a comedy spot right no one was fooled that trent is now seven foot eight or whatever it is right right? but it would have been way funnier for them to come out in the trench coat we don't see them hanging it's not open right and all you have to do is just take a different camera shot just go camera right right just Take camera three or whatever their yeah, numbers I've are. I've said there, before, like, it's it's starting to hit me more that I think I'm right that like I just think because they're a little looser on like, hey, what spots are you guys gonna do? What are you gonna say? They let them have a little bit more free reign, which is fine, but nobody's then filtering that information back to the production team in the booth on what camera spots to hit, you know? I understand that. And I do. And with this, I'll be a little bit I mean, more I understand forgetting. that's how it's happening. I don't think that that should be passable. But I think well, that's what's happening. Yeah. Because what I would argue in defense of my anger with this or frustration, it's not anger. It's more frustration because the show is so much fun. Let's just clean up the crap, right? That That's where it's coming right. from. I love the AEW Dynamite and Rampage shows. So let's just clean up some of this sloppiness. But where I would argue that is, yes, it probably is, right? The, the production crew does not know at what time or where these spots are going to happen. However. We've seen plenty of live sports. I will bring up my favorite sport as an example. Mixed martial arts go anywhere and everywhere within an octagon. And we ain't missing too much, right? The ref will stand over the fighters. So they take another shot to see the action in a grappling exchange. Or they're up against the fence and we see a camera guy take to where we see an elbow land to the temple. Like you can do it. So again, just. Effort is all I'd say. Anyhow, Jay Lethal gets the victory. And then Jay Lethal says like, hey, Wardlow, you're a punk ass bitch. I'm going to beat up your pal, which apparently Orange Cassidy and Wardlow are pals now. Like, I know they did the fist bump after the match, but I didn't know that meant they're friends. So. uh, Everybody's friends with Orange Cassidy. I mean, come on, right? Except for Chris Jericho. He still hates him. Uh, Yeah, well. But. Yeah, where's Chris Jericho's wife on January 6th? Anyway. Hey, let's get back to AEW Dynamite. Uh, Jay Lethal's like, I'm going to beat up uh, Orange Cassidy. She probably had some dynamite out. with her. Wouldn't surprise me. So Wardlow comes out and chases off uh, Sanjay Dutt, Satnam Singh, and Jay Lethal. Here's the thing I wanted to want to see out of this, and I said it on our Twitter at Table Show while I was live tweeting. 
The payoff for this has to be Wardlow power bombs sat in the Oh, scene. please. Yes, please. What? And so the Wardlow thing bothered me a little bit because, like, what the fuck did he say? Like, he come out and he's like, this is Welcome Wardlow to country Wardlow's or something. World. Like, yeah, it was like. Well, he's trying. I think. I think if I'm in the the creative meeting room, they're trying to get this over like Roman Reigns is acknowledge me where it's like city name. Welcome. And then we're all saying to Wardlow's world. Like, I think that's what they want, but yeah, that's silly. I just kind of think we might've hit the peak and now it's coming down and we can't keep doing the, like I'm Goldberg 2.0. However, wouldn't you get a little bit more jazzed up if you saw Wardlow get a legit power bomb on Satin and Singh. Satin that Singh, would be a, yes. Yeah, that would um, get the thing back on track, I think. What he needs to do is move to a Where's Wardlow gimmick. Let's get him in a striped shirt. <laughs> get him hiding in the crowd, and we don't know where Wardlow is. Well, but that's actually <laughs> taken. That's MJF. Oh, yeah. Oh. Man, fuck. It's making me worry <laughs> this is real, the MJF thing. No. Shit. No. I think it's going to happen. And here's the big news. I think it's going to happen uh, Saturday or Sunday, September 4th in Chicago at All Out, in which Tim, you and I. Oh will my God, be if MJF there. comes back at All Out and I'm oh, there, I might oh, piss oh, my oh. pants live in the crowd. You can watch. I might live stream it. Fuck. Uh, 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 uh. So, yeah, Spanish Announce Table Nation or whatever we're calling you, uh, we are going to All Out Chicago uh, September 4th, and we're going to give you content we up to it. <laughs> Well, I got tickets to something. We got so tickets to something. See. We think it's all out. Yeah. We don't know if we got the combo. We got on a single. Yeah. We're going to something. Yeah. Said um, something like presented by the Chicago Community Theater players or something, but we're going. We're going. <laughs> we're going. And so uh, be a, or make sure to be tuned into our Twitter, our YouTube, all of the social medias. You want to be plugged in because we're going to give you a ton of content out there in Chicago for all out. And to put a bow on all of this, I think hot take prediction time. MJF comes back. Oh my god! At all out, Tom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna meditate, pray for this, and all the things. All there the you things. go, there you Light go. So yeah, I think. But again, going back to this Wardlow Jay Lethal. So they're gonna battle this Saturday night at Battle of the Belts three. I think it is, and that's fine. Yep. But if Wardlow power bombs Jay Lethal six times. I'm not saying it's not cool, yeah. but the payoff is Satnam Singh. That's where you have to get the power bomb. That would make the big moment for him. Absolutely. AEW. Absolutely. Yeah, I love it. All right. And so then we go backstage. Well, we go to a shot that was earlier in the day with an interview from Christian Cage and Jungle Boy tries his best Rikishi attempt and tries to run over Christian Cage. What did you think about Jungle Man now trying to commit murder? I, I, again, love Christian, right? He's immediately, he's like, he brought up family. That's something I would never do. I would never do that. <laughs> like, just leaning into him. And then, yeah, I mean, damn near runs him over. And then I love that he's like, you fucking arrest this guy, this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> loved, yeah. it. loved all of it. It was, it was awesome. So it was a quick moment. And then we get back into the ring. And Tim, I almost fell out of my chair. I literally almost was beside myself with amazement shock and amusement we got in match two 
of an AEW Dynamite episode. Women! Women! Britt Brit Baker. Wait, this is before Jamie, the main event already? This was before the main event. Like, but not directly before the main event. Correct. This was not right before the main event. This was the second match of the night. It was a different Who fucked up in the format. Back? What producer fucked know. up? They, they wrote they wrote six, but their their uh, legibility made it look like a two or something, mm. you know. Uh, but we saw mm -hmm. Britt Baker and Jamie Hader taking on Thunderstorm, which is Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Now, as they make their way to the ring, first off, Britt Baker, Jamie Hader look like a legit tag team, so that was cool to see. But then, as Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa walk down again, Thunderstorm. Thunder Rosa's uh, wearing a shirt that says sandbagging since 2014. Now, I don't know if you want to be, you know, raising that flag, but it was something fun for them to kind of lean into. What did you think at least about the t-shirt? T-shirt was great, right? I mean, yeah, she's taking the whole like, fuck you bitches, like that mm -hmm. whole pettiness. I love it. Loved all of that. Um, and then, of course, the match that followed. I mean, lived up to the hype. This was a fantastic match. Now, I will say part of the sandbagging is maybe being a little rough. And there was one spot where Jamie Hayter had to pin on Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa kicks her right in the back of the neck. Yeah, that where she came out of nowhere in the, into the frame mm -hmm. where even yeah. the announcers were like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, that what was, happened here? That was a yeah, trip it was to rough. CT it City. Was definitely a hard hit. Yeah. Yeah. But what we get here is maybe. Uh, a breakup of thunderstorm because Tony storm does her little booty bombs in the corner. And then she does a booty bomb to, I believe it was Britt Baker uh, rebel or Reba pulls her out of the way, puts Tony storm in the way or no puts uh thunder Rosa in the way. Tony storm hits thunder Rosa. Tony storm does the, I'm shocked. I don't know what I did. And then Jamie Hayter takes her out with the finisher and Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter win. So do we think, we're getting round two of Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. I mean, why not? Here? I don't, again, I, without a women's tag team division and with them barely putting many women's matches on, um, I don't think we're going to get that. So, yeah, I don't see why this Thunderstorm thing should last forever. I, I don't mind them forever being one of those like love hate relationships where, like, all right, fine, we're a tag team now, we're friends. And then it's like, mm -hmm. no, you know what? I don't fucking, I don't like the way you chew. And then they just start, fighting, you know what I mean? Just start fighting, right? Like, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that. But, yeah, I don't think we're going to go long-term with this. So, yeah, we could get that whole, like, you knew it was me. You could have stopped. You didn't hit me, right? Maybe we get Thunder Rosa being healed with the title. Might happen. Hey, before uh, we move on with the uh, episode recap, I want to get back in the YouTube chat. Adam Pearson says, Christian Cage is such a cockwobble. I love that. Of a heel. I love it. I love and then British he asks us. Yeah, and then he asked us, do you think AEW putting the women on second is a direct response to WWE spotlighting their women's division so heavily on Raw? And that could be it. Who knows? But if that's the case, credit to whoever made that decision because, one, you just don't need to be formulaic, right? One of the things that I used to hate about WCW Nitro was uh, first or second match was going to be the cruiserweights it's gonna be ray mysterio and eddie guerrero which again i like those two wrestlers but like you could you know death taxes cruiserweights are in the first hour i wanted to see some some shake up in, in what i was gonna see and that was the case for AEW dynamite they always put the women and even backstage segments right before the main event so i was just like 
you mindlessly just go like, oh, that's where Britt Baker says something. Okay, main event time. Like, this made me at least pay attention to the match more so than if they would have just put it right before the main event. Now, what I think will happen from this fallout of uh, Tony Storm hitting Thunder Rosa, and then as we again go to All Out Sunday, September 4th, I would like if we shake it up a little bit, because again, it feels like Tony Storm versus Thunder Rosa at All Out, right? That's fine. That's fun. Well, let's have some fun here. Let's do a four-way Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm. Let's get away from the tag team. Let's say all these women go for the women's championship. Now we're putting Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker in a little bit of a pinch. And then we're also obviously putting Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa in a pinch. And then they again, hate each other. So we're do that, that all as well. Out. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm saying. By the way, speaking of all out in the Twitch chat, Theo X 75 says going to Chicago support or sport your chief's jerseys while you were down there. I don't think I've got a, I think I've got a Larry Johnson chief's Jersey. Dude, don't can't get, wear that. Get rid of that one. Yeah. yeah. So I'll I don't have my a chief's, chief's Jersey is what we, <laughs> I might wear some chief's gear, but I don't think I, yeah, I'll wear chief's gear. Yeah, yeah. Love the yeah. chiefs. I'll support them anywhere. Winning the Super Bowl this year. So yeah, I'll go to Vegas and wear it. I'll go to Oakland and wear it. I'll go to Denver. San Diego, Los Angeles, wherever you bitches want to be, I'll run up on you. Chiefs Nation, what? Winning the Super Bowl. Suck it from the back. All right, now let's get back. back into it. Yeah, that's the worst. Um, or the best. Then, depends on what you want. <laughs> then we get a fun, fun segment. And I say fun segment because any segment with Eddie Kingston is the best segment of the show. Oh. And this was just on par with yeah, all the rest it. of Eddie Kingston's content. So we find out Tay Conti and Sammy Guevara aren't there tonight due to getting married. Here's what, one thing I want to say, just observation. This is me being a prick. But if you're the Spanish God, why did you propose in Paris? Hmm. <laughs> I get it. Paris why is beautiful, on, all yeah, the stuff. Why aren't you on a, you know, yeah, why aren't you in, in Tijuana? Or, right? or, like, yeah, yeah. yeah in mexico or spain right? right go to any of those places but yeah, yeah it felt like eh, again i know it's romantic but i'm just being an asshole there could have even went to brazil where she's from exactly but before we even get more of this highlight package eddie kingston interrupts he gets mad why am i not here he makes fun of how the camera shows wrestlers watching tv where he's like oh why don't you get a shot of me looking at tvs like this and he just says hey sammy Awesome. You're getting married. No one cares. I want to match with you at all out. So it looks like Sammy Guevara versus Eddie Kingston at all out, which again, we'll be at yes. Sunday, September 4th. I'm excited. Um, I just love Eddie Kingston. I love this. And he's like, Hey man, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. The fuck are you doing? Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, well, uh, what he does care about is yeah. that Sammy Guevara costs him a match twice potentially the one match where they were up on top of the cage. You had to throw him off of it, but he cost him the match with Chris Jericho. So he's got a receipt with Sammy's name on it and he's going to cash that in at all out. So I like that. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Again, the greatest thing about Eddie Kingston's character is there never feels to be a reset. It just rolls into one thing into the next. So like now he's not feuding with Chris Jericho anymore, but it makes sense that he's going to Sammy Guevara 
because Sammy Guevara cost him with Chris Jericho. And then, you know, I could keep going all the way back, but like it just rolls with Eddie, Eddie Kingston. And I love that about him. Love it. Love everything. All right. So now we get a little bit of sad news and I want your opinion on this from the commentary desk. Taz announces that team Taz is officially over. RIP to team Taz. Hey, deal with it. This is you. So what do you think? Are you sad? Are you mad? Do you think they reform? What happens? I mean, I think we said this, right? Like, if it was going to take Taz away from the commentary booth, Taz has to distance himself. So that's fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I would have had Taz helping Hook or somebody against Hook, but this is fine. If it's going to take away from commentary, I'd rather him be on commentary than not on commentary. I, I think there's, as I've said before, some meat on the bone, as the phrase is, with Taz intertwined in this Ricky Starks powerhouse Hobbs hook kind of three person story. I think we could have done some fun things there. Now, if Taz was like, I don't feel comfortable doing it. I can't physically do any of these spots that maybe we potentially might do. So get me out of it. Okay. But not knowing any of the backstage details, I was hoping to see Taz put in a spot where he has to either choose his son, choose his favorite guy, you know, all of those kind of things I think would have been more fun than what we're going to potentially get. But that's not to say I'm not interested. So match number three, powerhouse Hobbs, one way traffic runs through Ren Jones and just takes him out, pins him. And before you could even clap that powerhouse Hobbs one or boo, Ricky Starks runs down. Strike two, camera misses it yeah. 1 million percent. We don't even, we just see it in the ring as like a blur. Misses everything about it. And, and it's like, you knew that spot. No one was ready, you dum-dums. So that was strike two. But Ricky Starks attacks Powerhouse Hobbs. Swinging. chapter in the story. Yeah. Swinging. I mean, he's throwing haymakers on Hobbs. And I like that Hobbs was able to like get him and put him down and be like, bitch. Yeah. And then just so kind the of walk gets, away like, you little punk. Yeah. So the ref gets him involved, which distracts Ricky Starks. He pushes the ref, which leaves the opening for Powerhouse Hobbs to get, get a spine buster. The thing I was hoping for, and maybe we get it next week or maybe the week after, is the reasoning behind Powerhouse Hobbs decapitating agreed. Ricky Starks last yeah, week. Agreed. Right? Yeah, agreed. Because, right. I mean, just, yeah, it was fine. I don't think it advanced the Hobbs character any because mm-hmm. that's – we need to hear from Hobbs, but this was fine, right? I like that it was, hey, Starks, this is an uphill battle. Like, all he's got to do is get a hold of you once, and it's over for you. Exactly. So, I do want to hear an explanation. Maybe if we want to protect Powerhouse Hobbs, let's do it backstage. Let's do a vignette where they've done really well with, you know, promo packages of the reason behind whatever it is. So, Maybe that's where we go, but I do, again, want to hear from Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, then second hour hits, and what seems to be something that I don't think needs TV time, we see Jim Ross make his way because it's 1998. We next get Matt Hardy versus Christian Cage. Yeah. This was fine. Fine. Interesting. Christian Cage gets the victory. Matt Hardy misses an elbow, goes through a table. It's a good way for Christian then, to get a win over somebody that isn't like putting down a young talent, an up and comer, right? And yeah. somebody who he knows how to work with. So, and someone that's 
connected still to this story of jungle boy because remember he came out to say like you you're the michael mm-hmm. jordan of being an asshole for what you did to jungle boy so it makes sense why they would fight i, I didn't hate anything it just matt hardy you gotta get a haircut but you're balding to where it's noticeable and we're an hd man like i yeah, i love Corbin brother, even but, went and finally said yeah hey, you know what i mean and i'm not look Look, I got yeah, hey, look, eventually time. we're going to get there. You well, know what I mean? Like, yeah. look, this is like I said, out here. <laughs> like I said, father time is yeah. under undefeated. Uh-huh. So I don't, I'm not hating I mean, hey, him, when you're I'm four years saying, old, you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know, let's look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, though, Luchasaurus comes out. And as soon as Luchasaurus comes out, Jungle Boy comes from the crowd to try to get Christian. Christian walks off. But did you check out Jungle Boy's yes, T-shirt? Jungle Boy's shirt. I can't, they tried their hardest to not get it on camera, by the way. <laughs> but like, it was there. Oh, and just the crowd into the whole song and the waving of the arms and everything. I damn near brought a tear to my eye. I loved that moment. Loved it. It was great. And this was where, again, I thought the crowd kind of woke back up because going back to that second match with the women, they were killing each other, and the crowd was giving them golf claps like mm-hmm. they were doing really well especially in certain spots and i felt like the crowd was just like this is fine what's next uh but this again was when we finally got to see the uh, waving of the hands and all that stuff now tim i do want to point out again luchasaurus walks out but he doesn't do anything as far as physicality and he's still wearing that black getup. he is coming out of the baby face uh tunnel i will say that well, what do you think with Luchasaurus? What do we get? From I, mean, I still think maybe it all out. Maybe we Which we're get, going to. You know, maybe we get the uh, true. Maybe not true, but like the you know, like oops, Luchasaurus is still on my side. Um, or maybe we get it before all out, leading to a big event. Um, but fine. Did you also catch? Rewind just a little bit. Powerhouse Hobbs came out through the middle. He was not a heel. He was not a face. It was like oh, a cage lifting that. or something or something. And he's all flexing in the middle. Yeah. I Hubs. did not catch that. Yeah. I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. So let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Ethan page is in the ring and he is pissed off. This promo and I great. have, but I have so many questions after this. So uh, for those who didn't watch Ethan pages is uh, in the ring. He has a microphone He's asking, why isn't he on TV every week? Why doesn't he have an action figure? Why aren't you buying his T-shirts? And then the crowd's like, yeah, Ethan, you're great. And he's like, just suck it. You are the ones that are buying this. Why the fuck would you cheer? He's like, but you're the ones that I'm Mm -hmm. talking about, you idiots. All the while he's cutting this promo, Stokely Hathaway walks in, doesn't say a word, just stands in the ring to let Ethan Page just vent. Mm -hmm. And then Ethan Page locks eyes with Stokely Hathaway. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And Stokely Hathaway is like, is that it? Is that what you're wanting to do? And then Ethan Page tries to respond and Stokely Hathaway gets in his ear, whispers something to him, hands him a card, walks out of the ring. Ethan Page observes the card, gets out of the ring, and they both walk together up the ramp. So tip. I like that Stokely even like paused for a second. He's like, he's coming. Yeah. And then he caught up to him and he was like, yeah. So, so many questions out of this segment. First, Stokely Hathaway on the previous night's uh, Rampage episode got Lee Moriarty to, is it Moriarty? I don't know how to say his last name. Moriarty. 
Yeah. I'm not good Easy with names. Say, I don't. Yeah. yeah I nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but he got Lee to join his group. Now he got Ethan page to join his group. If you follow him on Twitter, he showed them two and then a blank space, which indicates more. maybe we're going to get a third member. It looked like it was space for two more to me. Possibly. You also have to keep in mind Stokely Hathaway is working with Jade Cargill mm-hmm. and the baddies. What are we getting here from Stokely Hathaway? I like this. I say we have said since the start of the show over nine years ago now that like the managers leading stables of folks is a lost art and not even like stable in the way we think of like pro wrestling stable. Like they could be independent of each other, but they work for the same manager. What are you looking right. at? Uh, what are you, somebody chatting? What are you laughing about? Yes. Well, I'll, I'll share, continue your thought and then okay. I'll share. Oh, great. Because we got one from Twitch that's similar to that one. So that's great. But yes. Okay. So I like this idea, but it does look like maybe he's alluding to these guys will be somehow tied together in a, in a stable, but I don't even think it needs to be that just if hey, like you pay me and I'm going to get you more money more than what you're paying me. Oh, I mean, again, let's go into the world of sports. There are plenty of sports agents who represent plenty of people across different teams, right? The, the agent for Patrick Mahomes is also uh, representing a player that's on the Broncos that's on the chargers that's on, you know, whatever. And then he may cross over to a different sport and represent basketball players or baseball players. So yeah, management doesn't have to be, we're all together and we all do the same thing. Now, maybe we get that, but right now, across the board, we got this like scatter plot of people disjointed but joined together. So I'm interested but in I like that. getting Ethan Page away from this men fucking. Well, so that's what over. I want to ask right. you. Stokely Hathaway can hold his own in a promo. Yeah. Obviously, we know Dan Lambert can hold his own in a promo. Ooh. And Dan Lambert can push the buttons to where it might feel like. He was there at January 6th, just saying. Probably was. Um, what do we get there? And then what does that mean for Scorpio Sky? I what do you think happens there? I Fine. I mean, like, I, you know, Dan Lambert, I don't think we're going to get full-time all the time because he's just got too many other ventures, right? right? So if he doesn't have an exact thing to work on, then it's fine if we just don't see him, right? I, I will not hate a Dan Lambert, Stokely Hathaway showdown, but I don't know that we're necessarily going to get that. I think... He's just gone. Scorpio Sky is going to do his own thing, maybe. And Ethan Page is, you doing know. his thing. Yeah. For a second, I thought we were getting Ethan Page giving the MJF, fuck you, I'm out of here. Right. And I was pleasantly well, surprised. on Rampage, again, referencing the last episode of Rampage, when he did his Razor's Edge powerbomb, or Razor's Edge, you know, whatever you want to call it, he looked to the camera and says, I hate it here. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> the razor's edge to that poor bastard leon ruff um yeah i you know like you said dan lambert isn't there each and every week if for whatever reason we go sideways with this ethan page stokely hathaway thing and it's just not hitting i could see dan lambert comes to make the save for ethan page and is like don't you remember the good times come back to me and he goes okay cool and then that's maybe how we get it you know dan lambert stokely hathaway thing going on again but yeah, a lot of fallout from this, and I am so interested. Speaking of fallout, want to get back to the YouTube chat from Adam Pearson, going back to the Christian Cage Matt Hardy match. He says Matt Hardy's hairline is more screwed than Alex Jones's finances. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't happen to a nicer guy. 
Um, yeah. yeah, and TheoX75 in the chat says, with today's modern medicine, you can transplant the hair that grows on your butt and back and plant it on your head. And I agree. I think that's the next time we do a picks that the loser's going to have to get a mustache made out of their back and butt Wouldn't hair. hate it. Yeah. I wouldn't hate it mm-hmm. to see that on your face. Yeah. Uh, next up, as we get back oh, into how many our- times have you said that? <laughs> so many. Can't even count. <laughs> next up, we get probably the moment of the night from AEW Dynamite. Wait a minute. Hold on. I, I was doing this. Did I, I miss something here? Oh, you missed a promo backstage with uh, Matt Menard, no! Angelo, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's do a little bit of cleanup. Cause yeah. I did mess up with my notes here. So backstage, this is a quick one. Uh, 2.0 and Anna JAS is oh backstage. My God. And Anna's like on a rampage to prove that she's that bitch, kind of like Jade Cargill, but obviously she's not. And so she's like, I'm going to choke you out. And then she chokes out some guy for no reason. This was my favorite segment of the night. So first of all, the 2.0 guys, right? They're hilarious, right? And I love how he's just Matt Menards. You know, he's like, you want to know what makes the daddy magic man's nipples get hard? Tony's like, no, I don't. (laughs) And he just tells him anyway, right? And then, yes, the Angelo or Luca, whatever the hell that guy's name is. I love that he's using the, like, switchblade comb. right? Like, every time he's like, eh, and then he fucking combs his hair all of that and then anna yes she's been like after i choked thunder rose out and he's like and she goes tony i'll choke you out and she's like cameraman i'll choke you out and then i'm gonna choke you out right now <laughs> just we look over and then we end with her screaming wailing choking the guy out and the 2.0 guys on either side just going ah fucking screaming in his ear and i just couldn't stop laughing i watched it three times in a row so great i loved it it was it. awesome so I, I'm very sorry about my poor uh, note-taking because I just loved it so much I forgot to put it in my notes, but it's the whole thing of what's in between us here. Uh, I forgot oh, yeah. to mention the Undisputed oh, yes. Elite oh. makes their way to the ring and Adam Cole says to the Young Bucks, hey, I want to talk about this trios tournament. Now, I'm not medically cleared. Kyle Riley's not medically cleared. And then I thought the odd comment was, and you're not picking – Bobby Fish, and I was like, well, why? <laughs> right? Like before why the whole heel, heel turn, why are they just saying no to him? But he says, so you can't do the trios. Just can't do it. Man. Sorry, guys. And the and the the young bucks are like, say, what? Hold on. What are you making decisions for us for? And then Adam Cole's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm using my words wrong. I'm so sorry. Yeah. What I meant to say is you won't be physically capable mm. to take part in the trios match. Mm. And here we go. Bobby Fish gets a rear naked choke. Uh, Kyle Raleigh takes out uh, Young Buck 2's knee. Adam Cole gives Young Buck 2 a super kick. All the while, this poor kid that's in between us is just losing his mind. Poor, poor kid. Guy. If, poor if kid. you're watching, which we know you are, parents and kid, reach out to us. We'll get you a love care package. We'd love to interview love you. Love to interview you. Yeah. We're here for you. We were there. We understand. But why the young bucks? Tom ripped Anyhow, up every piece of Hulk Hogan memorabilia oh, he had on the night of the. Oh, I I probably destroyed five hundred dollars worth, probably of right now five hundred dollars worth of Hulk Hogan stuff when he turned and joined the NWO. That bastard, I still hate him for it. But I met him and he was great. Uh, and you should have seen the horror when Earthquake sent Hulk Hogan to the hospital. The just with the, with the chest. Damaged. Hated. Just oh. Hated. Oh. So, as Hangman, or excuse me, as Adam Cole is putting the boots to Young Buck 2. And then Red Wagon is beating up Young Buck 1. 
they're going to take the head off of Young Buck 2. And then we hear it. And Hangman Adam Page, in all of his glory, I don't call it a wife beater, but that's what sure, it's collectively right. known. The white tank top, mm-hmm. the jeans with the butterflies, with the butterflies, and the cowboy boots, and the sprinting in cowboy boots, which should be applauded by everyone because that's hard as shit, mm-hmm. makes his way down to the ring. That scatters the undisputed era. Let's just call them what they are: the undisputed era out of the ring. Hangman has a pipe in his hand, so that's what made him run. And then he looks at Young Buck too. Young Buck too is, you know, taking to his legs saying, ah, ah, this hurts. Mm -hmm. And Hangman says, give me your hand, brother. And he does, and he takes it. But before anything else happens, just like we said last week, two exes who don't want to necessarily make the the first move, Hangman then just leaves. And then the Young Bucks are there. Yeah, and then the Young Bucks are there going like, well, thankfully he didn't, allow us to be killed but what was that all that about sexy and then fucker and then you also had uh uh what what's Red their colored, lackey's name yeah, yeah. Uh, the the tall young buck he um was videotaping this whole thing mm-hmm. so i'm interested to see that footage and what that looks like but what do you make of this love it i like all of it the one thing i'll have to say is that like for as much as i love hangman he's my favorite i love that he guy is. he's I'm I'm a little upset he's finding a way to get me to like the Young Bucks, god damn it. Like it's not cool, hangman. It's well cool. <laughs> look, I, I always go back to this analogy because it was true back then and it's true right now. Back in the day when I was uh, a shit eating wild man for the UFC, my favorite fighter was Rich Franklin. I loved Rich Franklin. He was my favorite. He was the middleweight champion. He was number one, two, and three in my book. He was friends with Matt Hughes who fucking sucks. I hate that guy. If you remember, he was on Rampage. He could barely walk because he got hit by a train. Who knows if he tried to do that on purpose or an accident. That's nonetheless. At the time when he was the welterweight champion, he was a prick. Fucking hated him. Those two were best friends. It was hard for me, but I stopped and I said, Rich Franklin is my guy. I like him. Matt Hughes, we were just going to ignore. Like it, like it's a, uh, not even there. Like he's a ghost. We don't even see him. So that's what I'm doing with Hangman and the Young Bucks. Is the Young Bucks just happen to be there? But I'm not. I'm not looking them in the eyes. I'm not learning the names. No, no. Right. I'm Hangman all day. But I wanted to get your opinion on this. This leaves kind of one man out. Talked about it right before we started recording because for whatever reason he's trending on Twitter tonight. But Kenny Omega, what do we do with Kenny Omega? I feel like he's coming back soon. Yeah, he's somewhere in here, right? Ah, this would be great to throw that extra wrinkle in. Like we think we're getting the hung bucks back, but then maybe they're also torn between Kenny Omega. Hold on. What did you call them? The hung bucks. They called him that on Dynamite last night. Excalibur called him. Oh, did they? I didn't catch that. The hung bucks. The hung bucks. Oh damn it! I'm gonna learn their names. Ain't yeah, I? Fuck. Right. That one I talk about in therapy. I really don't <laughs> yeah, like that one. <laughs> I hate that guy. Um, Every week, but, you're fucking talking. <laughs> oh, fucking guy. Um, Still fucking blocked on Twitter. Are you, yeah, they both of them. Young Buck one and two. Uh, pause here on the Twitch chat. Theo X seventy five said, "I cheered when Earthquake put Hogan in the hospital, and you heartless bastard." God, what do you like it when kids get? 
kicked in the face. Do you like, like this kid crying? Like, what's wrong with yeah, you? Yeah, look at him. What the hell? Jesus. <laughs> so, one thing I wanted to talk about before we move on from this segment whoop, whoop. is the last time that we saw Kenny Omega was after he lost the title to Hangman Adam Page. And he essentially said, Hey, I haven't watched the tape back, but I'm beat up. I need to go get healthy. I'll be back. In the meantime, you guys hold it down. And then Adam Cole stepped up. It's like, yeah, I got it. And he was like, uh, I was kind of talking about them, but whatevs. Now, that's a long time ago. So first question is, do you think Kenny Omega will acknowledge, hey, young bucks, I saw you give the nod to Hangman, which allowed him to beat me. And two, Adam Cole, you de facto were in charge of this shit and now we're all in shambles so do i have to just be the cleaner right. of this whole thing and fucking clean up this mess huh that would be yeah fun. maybe maybe kenny omega is trying to combine the two and he's even like listen i'll even take hangman I'm like whatever just guys it's fine just let's all be friends again right yeah <laughs> right yeah, that could yeah. be fun too i i'm the most interested right now in kenny omega coming back i don't know when it's going to happen i hope it happens now At all you know out. what i mean yeah, add all out. But it looks like, if memory serves me correct, they're going to crown the first trios champion at all out. So are we going to get what it seems like the Undisputed Era versus, what'd you call them? The what Hung is? Bucks. The Hung Bucks. Yeah? Yeah. You think that's what we're getting? Yes. There you go. I don't hate that. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So as I mentioned, now I'm getting back on track here. Let's get into what, again, I thought was the moment of the night, the gimmick match of the night, the dumpster match between the ass boys and the acclaimed. Now, ass boys come out dressed like the dad in different eras throughout his career. Uh, the one that raps, I think, was looking like New Age Outlaw. Mm. The other one was looking like Smoking Gun, right? Billy Gunn walks out with them. Acclaim just walks out, attacks Billy Gunn, gets him out of the picture. Get the fuck out. Bye-bye. Then Max Caster grabs the microphone. like, hit my music. And then we get the, the, the line of the night, which again, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it was, uh, we don't put filters like Instagram. Uh, we're going to make you retire like Vince McMahon. And everyone lost their mind. Yeah. I thought the better line was we're more positive than Joe Biden's COVID yes. test. <laughs> thought that was actually yeah. the line of the night, but yeah. everyone brought up the Vince McMahon stuff. So what did you think of this whole spectacle? Liked it. The, and I liked that they mash. even did the homage to the dumpster toss, right? Yeah. Love that. This was awesome. Loved all of this. Um, you've got a little bit of, uh, you really started to get enraged at some of something that we've been enraged about. For yeah. So this was strike three. Everything about what the wrestlers did was awesome. And to your point, at the end, uh, again, the acclaim get the victory here, put uh, the ass boys in the dumpster. They had to overcome a technical difficulty live on air because their wheel was caught on some type of wire, light, whatever it was. And they had to like really use their muscles to like, get back on track and then get the crowd back hyped up and then through those bastards where the thing flipped over. I don't know how they did that. Hopefully they're okay. Like in legit real. I just got to think there was some camera work and they snuck them out the back door or something. Because, yeah, those those doors popped open. Maybe they strapped in and held onto the bottom or something. I don't know. It looked dangerous. It looked dangerous. Well, if the cameras missed it, that's not a fucking shock. Because about two-thirds of this damn match, they missed 
with just sloppiness. I don't understand. And I'm going to bring up a real person who talked to us on Twitter. Love him to death. Kata, you're one of my favorite people that we've ever had a part of this show. Uh, you've been with us since day one. Love you. Respect you. Everything. But he was not upset about this. And I don't understand how this isn't something that we collectively stand on a hill and yell to the heavens about. Because if you're not seeing what the hell is happening, that's the whole point is you're supposed to see it. Why are you not mad about that? We talked about this, you know, a long time ago before they were purchased by Tony Khan, but the lighting and ring of honor, if I can't see anything, then just put it on radio. Right. Get me, get me Vin Scully, RIP, but you mm -hmm. get what I'm saying. Get me a, a broadcaster and just tell me the match because what the hell are you doing by missing the action? It makes no sense. I don't understand how no one is not more mad about this. I feel like I'm yelling at myself, but this is infuriating how lackluster and subpar the number two promotion in the world is with their television show. Come on. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is annoying, right? Like at times where I'm like, ah, you know, like we heard a sound and then the announcer's going to be like, oh, you just got walloped. It's like, well, and then so they the, didn't even get like, not only did they not have that shot going on the live feed, they didn't even get it. Cause they won't throw it up on a replay. Exactly. They didn't even get it. Not even that, was, like it was the wrong shot broadcast. It was, they didn't even get that shot. I was so confused by the ending because what I saw was rapper ass boy standing on top of one of the tunnels. Then I hear a noise and I believe Excalibur said Bowens hit tall ass boy with ass boy uh, two, ass boy two with the trash can. But then when they do show Bowens, he's on his knees. So I thought maybe he got right. Hit. I thought he got hit, but apparently maybe he didn't, but then he points up with the scissors. I think it was. And then Max Caster's behind ass boy one rapper ass boy. And then they do the final spot, but it was like, I had zero idea what was happening. But but you know what I did get? Fucking people watching the show, just like me. Now, again, we got the kid here. There are times when you, if you get the money shot, you go with it. But most of the time, I don't need to see people do this. <gasps> mm -hmm. You know why? Because that's what I'm doing. I can see my fucking face whenever I want. I can look in a mirror. Like, I don't need to see your face doing the same thing I'm doing. Why do I need yeah. crowd shots? Yeah. I'm already yeah. looking at myself way too much anyway. Yeah, but like, I don't need to see you. I don't like you. I like the wrestlers. I don't need to see the people paying for this. The, do you go to the circus and just look around? Like, oh, they thought that, that was me man. too. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, you watch the fucking thing in front of you. I don't give a shit about the crowd. I've always hated that. Now, again, you get money sometimes with the kid and then like the Miz girl in WWE when Miz won his championship. And for that, it's great. But for every one of those, you get 600 fat guys in a black wrestling t-shirt going, ooh, 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 where's my neck beard? And they're fucking, you know, looking like their mouth. It's always breathes. a black wrestling t-shirt too. Always a black wrestling t-shirt. <laughs> so there's my rant. Let's get into the main event. I'm going to be honest with you, Tim. Hey, hold on. We got this. somebody in the YouTube chat. Oh. Parker Curry says, who is Lily Rubel? And I don't know what that means. 
Yeah, Lily Ruble. So let me know what you. Oh yeah, Lily Ruble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Lily. Lily. Did I miss Uh, something? I don't know. I think maybe. Well, who did Adam Pearson say something about? Didn't he mention someone, two names, or something like that? I'm looking back in the chat. Now this is great podcast. He said uh, Billy Body. Maybe that's what they were asking about. Uh, Maybe that's what. Yeah. Parker, we don't fact check here. So if you want to do a Google, by all means, tell us who that yeah. uh, Lily Rubel is. But thanks but, for chiming um, in. I wanted to get you on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we always love talking <laughs> yeah. to you, even if we don't right. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, let's get into the main event. I was over this. I This yeah. felt like filler. I mean, what did you think of the Moxley promo prior? Moxley promo was great. I don't care who I face. My whole objective is to hurt you and send you to the hospital. There's going to be blood, even though it's mine, or even if it's mine. He said, I don't care. I don't stop till somebody's in the hospital, even if it's me. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was great. Moxley is awesome and authentic in who he is. Thumbs up to him. Now, Chris Jericho takes on Yuta Wheeler, or Wheeler Yuta. Sorry. Same thing. Um, And Jericho comes out. With, I believe, was it 2.0? Did they walk out together? Because what happens is, I can't remember who walks out with Jericho, but Claudio then walks out to say, like, I got Willer's back, so we're going to we're gonna have his back as he fights this match. What are you laughing about here? You know, we referenced that Theo cheered Earthquake when he put Hogan in the hospital. He chimed back in on the Twitch chat. He said, well, Tim, if I could get away with it, I would drop kick kids with golf cleats on. <laughs> okay theo we don't mess around man all right <laughs> this feels like back in the day when we we're in the radio station when we got a unpgbl yes talking about, you right. know. i just I, see theo yeah. just like in a park and he's got his golf cleats in a bag ready if he's like any one of these kids comes up and he just identifies as you yeah i'm lacing <laughs> up i don't care <laughs> all right so let's get back into this main event so it was fine but to all you know paint by numbers we kind of got the veteran knows more than the youngster and chris jericho wins i did like that chris jericho won with the lion tamer because if you remember last week moxley saying i want the lion heart chris jericho Mm -hmm. so that was cool like that was a good touch but tim i'm gonna be honest with you i'm i'm fucking over jericho i i am and it wasn't too long ago that i was saying like do we need to include Jericho in the top five greatest of all time or top 10, right? Like we oh. were asking that question and you could still make the argument probably, Million but it just should have ended at the 30 years of Jericho. Yeah. That should have been yeah. the, swan, the swan song. This, this feels like Jordan on the wizards, Ichiro on the Yankees. Like it just feels like these are amazing athletes that did their craft better than most, but I don't need to see the second half, right? Like I don't, don't care about this it's not good and he's fine but this wizard thing i don't care about in wwe yeah except for they're putting (laughs) all their stock into jericho that's the thing i think i don't like the most is it is if this jericho john moxley thing was just a standalone feud in the third match of the night oh cool mid card two top guys i like that let's see what happens here but when you're closing the show with something that everyone knew was going to happen, it's how you leave them, Tim. And how I left was, okay, right? 
We had a lot of fun here. We had the dumpster match. We had Anna J. We had the the turn of the undisputed era on the Young Bucks, mm-hmm. and then you had Hung Bucks form or whatever. Yeah, the heel turn on heels is always a fun move. I like that. We could have closed the show that way. A major announcement from the undisputed elite, and then the whole thing is Hangman is the one standing tall as the undisputed era leaves, and that's how you leave them. Okay, that's more interesting than this. Because this wasn't even a title match, right? Like this was just who's going to face Moxley next week in a title match. So, yeah. Yeah. But it was a fun show. Yeah, I agreed. I think the ending was just kind of like, okay, fine. It would have been cooler if Willa Uta won, right? That would have been the more shocking, like, oh, but we just did the whole uh, Daniel Garcia beats Brian Danielson, which, by the way, his promo was awesome, too. Oh, yeah, I missed that. Sorry. Yeah, he did really well. But I did think it was interesting that he was like, well, when you come back, I'll get you again. It's like, wouldn't you want to move yeah, forward? Why would, why would you have to? You shouldn't have to. Yeah. Just Call out Moxley. Yeah, He's the it. champion. You just beat his best friend or, you know, his right-hand man in the uh, BCC. Call out Moxley. Right. That's what I would have done. Right. But eh. Or call out Samoa Joe or call out Claudio for the Ring of Honor championship. You know, something like that. But to call out Brian Danielson again, eh, yeah, it's weird. fine. Now, although I like, he's like, I'm the dragon slayer. Yeah. I like that a lot, but it just felt weird to like punch him while he's down. You know what I mean? Here, let's go for round two. It's like you won. Why would we run this back? Cause fuck you. (laughs) Cause I can, cause I liked it. I liked the taste of your blood motherfucker. Now, one thing that we got that was fun is Friday night. It was announced in a championship qualifier match, which I don't like those, but we'll put that on a shelf for later. Mm -hmm. But in a championship qualifier match, we get John Moxley taking on gcw's own mance warner how much fun is this that's gonna be be fun there's gonna be a lot of gcw elements here right but moxley wins that but it's gonna be great oh the last time i can remember watching a mance warner match was when nick gage stapled his tongue to a door got called and the cops got called in a barn in wyoming now, again, I've seen other matches, but that's the match well, I think. Kim Gill told us that Mance Warner would only refer to himself as Mance Warner to the cops. Because <laughs> that's who he is. Yeah, Mance Warner. What are you talking about? Yeah. Fucking love it. Love they it. worked in the town. Loved it. Yeah. Like, stay the stay with the gimmick. So that was AEW Dynamite. As mentioned, the big news from this whole show is that we're going to All Out on September 4th. So i'm excited about that and yeah i mean this this was a great week i mean SummerSlam was was not bad it was good i'd say right i'd say good not great fine right dynamite was exceptionally done well i'd give this one an a plus i love Dynamite. i would give it a maybe an a i'd give it a i'd give it an a minus just because it's how you leave them and this match shouldn't have been the main event you switch that up and then it's an a plus but of course i give everybody that showed up in the chats on the youtube the twitch the twitter an a plus as always, yeah. stay with us on and hashtag, hashtag tweet table. Tweet table. And yeah. uh, let us know what we should do uh, and find us. Uh, let us know if you're going to be there in Chicago when we go to AW All Out. The Spanish Announce Table.